I hope when the holiday season is over, people will remember their God and decide to be in his house. Amen? Yeah, it's a very busy season. But tonight I have a word that I want to share with you from God's word. I titled this message, Changing Your World Through Prophesying. Changing Your World Through Prophesying. Uh, prophesying is going to be a great part of the believer's life, as you will find as we go into this message. Father, we just ask that you speak to our hearts tonight and help us to have full understanding and to obey your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you read in Acts chapter 2, beginning from verse 17 through 20, the Bible tells us, that it will come to pass, and God says this, and it shall come to pass, says God, that in the last days, God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh, and God says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. God says that he will pour his spirit on his men servants and his maid servants in those days and they shall prophesy. And then God said he will do wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire, vapor of smoke, the sun will be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the coming of that great and awesome day of our God. But as you read through the scripture, what comes out to you, what comes out to you, stands out the most, is that when God pours out his spirit in the last days, what he is saying, your sons, now he was talking to the people in the time of Joel, your sons and your daughters, every one of them, your sons and your daughters, the young men and the old men, the men servants and the maid servants, they will all prophesy. They will see visions. The young ones will see visions. Not vision, visions. The old ones will dream dreams. They just keep dreaming. But the thing that stands out is they shall prophesy. And what does God mean? We have been called, prophecy is going to be a major part of your Christian work. That's what God is saying. Now, if I were to read that scriptures, God pouring out his spirit, what stands out to me, they'll speak in tongues. But know this, in this scripture, tongues is never mentioned. So, the main thing that God is sending his spirit for, into your life, is to prophesy. To prophesy. Now, prophecy has a significant role in your Christian work. That's why God is emphasizing it. 
He spoke of it through Joel in the Old Testament. That this is going to be a major part of your world, your life, your world. You can change your world through prophesying. Now, in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18, Paul says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that through them, through those prophecies, you may wage a good warfare. So, he was reminding Timothy about the prophecies that have been spoken upon his life. And he says, these prophecies came to you. I want to remind you, I am charging you, and I want you to be committed to the prophecies that have been given to you. And you need the prophecies that have been given, delivered to you to wage a good warfare. It's a good warfare if you're using the prophecy that's been made over your life. That means you will always win. We need the prophecies that has, that has come upon our lives. Now, in your life, Peter tells us that the Word of God has prophecies concerning your life. The Word of God is the word of prophecy. In Revelation chapter 19, the Bible says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So every time you are speaking the word of God, guess what you're doing? You are engaged in the spirit of prophecy. You are prophesying. When you receive the word of God by faith, every word was given by the inspiration of God. These are words of prophecy concerning your life. There's so much prophecy. Now we had the one about Timothy using the prophecy over his life to wage a good warfare. But here, there are so many prophecies concerning your life. Given to you by God. And God says, wage a good warfare through these prophecies. You can wage a warfare, good one, because you will always win. When you receive this word of God into your heart, what you have in you is the breath of God. Jesus is the word of God. Not just the spoken word, but when you receive the word of God, you receive the breath of God. And as you speak out the word in prophecy, you can transform things. Things will change in your life as you use the word of God. And that's what uh, Paul was telling Timothy. Now if you read in Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and verse 5, the Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. These mighty weapons are given to us for the pulling down of strongholds. 
and casting down arguments or imaginations. Casting down arguments or imaginations and every high thing that comes against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? What is God talking about here? What are these strongholds? How do you pull down the strongholds? The knowledge of God. Casting down arguments. There are arguments against your life. The word of God says this, but what you are experiencing is saying the word of God is not right. Believe what you feel. Believe what you see. Believe what the doctors are telling you. Believe your situation because you see, you've heard the word of God, but as you know, it's not working in your life. So why don't you abandon that and believe? But the Bible says, you have been given spiritual weapons to pull down the stronghold of Satan in your life. And those arguments, those imaginations that are coming against the knowledge of God that you have. Bringing those thoughts into captivity. To the obedience of Christ. In other words, even though you are experiencing those things and they've been said to you, and those arguments in your life that you are not experiencing, get a hold of them and force them to come under the obedience of the word of prophecy that God has given to you. And you have been given not carnal weapons. But mighty weapons in God. And you can pull these strongholds down. How do you pull the strongholds down? And what are these strongholds? You're going to get your hands around them? And pull them down? If you will pull any stronghold down in your life, you have to be using words. Amen? (laughs) You have to use words. And you use the words of prophecy that is become over your life. You use words. That's how you're going to pull the strongholds down. No other way you can cry. You can beg. You can get frustrated, get mad and complain. But it's changed nothing. Until you begin to wage a good warfare... With the prophecies that's gone concerning your life from the Word of God. And as you speak to those situations, as you begin to affirm the Word of God and the prophecy over your life, that is how you begin to pull down the strongholds that are coming against your life. The strongholds of the enemy concerning the sickness in your body has been there for so long, 
or concerning want in your life, it's been there for so long, concerning your family, your children, whatever. Whatever the problem is, that's a stronghold. When you tend to let go and believe that this is the way it always will be, you got a stronghold. You got a stronghold. Once you believe that, you've believed contrary to the word of God. But God has given you powerful spiritual weapons by faith to begin to pull down those strongholds. Paul said to Timothy, this charge I commit to you. I commit this charge to you. My son Timothy, according to the prophecies that were made previously concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. We need to be ready to wage that good warfare. So how do you pull down this stronghold? I'm going to take you to a scripture that all of us know. And let's learn from the word of God. And what God is doing and what he's doing today. In Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1 through 3. It says, the hand of the Lord came upon me. And brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. And set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry, dry bones. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? He said, So I answered, O Lord God, you know. There are things that we must know if we are going to pull down strongholds, get ready to prophesy. If you got things that are dying or dead in your life, they're dry, they're like dead bones. The Bible says, though I pass through the valley of the shadow of death, right? It's always in the valley where you find the dry bones. And it says, there are very many. And many of us, we have a lot of things that are dry. You're going through the difficulties. Some of these have been there for a while. They've become a part of your life. And you say, how am I? They're dead. Let's bury them. But God wants you to prophesy to them. Amen? Prophesy to the dead bones. Now, the first thing that we must do is examine your valley of dry bones carefully. Examine your, the valley. Remember just what we just read. It says, he was taken into the valley full of bones. And God made him to walk around every one of them. We got to read that again, okay? Let's read. It says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in, in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley 
and it was full of bones. Well, he already saw the bones, right? But he says, then he caused me to pass by them all around. He made him to look at the bones carefully. Walked him around. That's the first step. You got to analyze what the problem really is. What's happening here? You understand what I'm saying? Because if you don't understand the problem, you won't know how to address it. You won't have an answer or the correct answer for the problem. You got to know what the problem really is. And so God made him to walk around and view all of the dry bones carefully. And after he was satisfied, he says, man, God, they are very dry. It's been a while. This thing is dead. And then God asked him a strange question. Can these bones come back alive again? He says, I can't answer that. I don't know. You're God, you know. So the first thing is to be able to look at it carefully. The next thing is so important, and that's what he said. I was carried by the Spirit of God, he said. God's Spirit brought me into the valley. If you are not in the Spirit, there is no way you can truly analyze the problem. You have to be in the Spirit. If you are not in the Spirit, your conclusion concerning the problem will be wrong. You can't really see it. You will not be able to see it. You need the Spirit of God. And that's what Ezekiel said. He brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord. And carried him into this valley to see the dry bones. The second thing is, if you are not in the Spirit, and if you have not been carried by the Spirit to examine what's happening in your life, you won't even hear God when He speaks concerning the problem. When he's going to give you command as to what to do about the problem. You have to be in the spirit. You won't hear his voice. The natural man does not understand the things of the spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. You can't understand it. You need the spirit of God to show you the true nature of what's going on. So you need to be in the Spirit. That's the only way you can hear God speak and give you a command as to what to do concerning the problem. You never hear Him. And your conclusions about the problem will be erroneous. And you, you stay there. Dry, dry, dry bones. For humans, it's over. It's dry. It's dry bones. There's nothing that can be done. That's what we're saying. You won't even say, God, you know. The answer will be, no, I don't think they will live. No. 
So we need the Spirit of God to hear from Him. Now, it's so important to know that you have the Spirit of God to be able to to hear what God is saying. In Revelation chapter 1, I believe verse 10, John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day in the island of Patmos. I was in the Spirit. He had been there for a while, hearing nothing. But on this day, he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and he heard the voice of God. A loud voice speaking from behind him. You won't hear God if you are not in the Spirit. You won't receive revelation from God unless you are in the Spirit. You have to be carried by the Spirit into that place, that valley where it's dark, you and the Spirit of God, so you know exactly what to do. You go, it goes all the way back to Genesis. When there was darkness in the whole world. And the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the waters. That's the only way there can be light. Amen? That's the only way there can be light. You need the Spirit to be able to hear what God is saying. To be able to receive command from Him as to what to do concerning the problem. What's happening really. To receive revelation. Because without revelation, you won't receive your deliverance. We need that revelation. So, the question is, how do I get in the spirit? How do I get in the spirit? Do I have to go, it's in the spirit? Or do weird things? No. It's so simple. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. And those who live according to the Spirit, they set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So it's a question of your mindset. If you're looking for just a natural solution, you won't find God. But when your mind is totally on God and you are searching for God, you want to hear from Him, when you do that, you are in the Spirit. You just need to listen. He's going to speak to you. Amen? It's not that complicated. Sometimes we make things so complicated, we can't even hear God. Switch your mind. God, I'm going to hear from you. Be focused on spiritual things. And if your mind is focused on spiritual things, you are in the Spirit, and God will speak to you. He will help you at that time to examine the problem carefully. 
Because you are waiting on him. Amen? You can never seek God and not find him. If you seek him with all of your heart, it's impossible. God will become a liar if you are truly seeking him with all of your heart and don't find him. It's impossible. So if you're truly searching for God, concerning, he is, you're going to find him. He will speak to you. And he will tell you what's going to come and how things are going to be. The timing is left to him. The next thing that we need to do, that's the third thing. First, you need to examine the value of bones, dry bones carefully. Make sure you look at it. The second thing, make sure that you are in the spirit. That you're totally devoted to God. Now, when something's bothering you, and you call a lot of people and never talk to God about it, Guess where you set your mind on? Flesh. They will give you answers. <laughs> but they won't be the right answers. You will have to go another round in the wilderness. Till you are ready. But you can separate yourself. To God. And say God. I need answers from you. Now remember that God is a respecter of no one. He's not a respecter of persons. If you set your mind to seek him, you'll find him. If you're doing it with all of your heart, he'll speak to you. You don't have to be pastor. You don't have to be super spiritual. Just set your mind to search for him. I need a solution, God. Give me an answer. Sometimes the very first day, he comes to you, depending on the intensity of your search in your heart. He shows up. When he lives, you will have life and peace. As it is written, they that set their heart on the things of this spirit, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because when it's true, you will speak life into that problem. No matter how dry those bones were. Amen? The next thing is to obey the Lord, as the third thing, and do what he says. Even if it doesn't make sense. Just do what he tells you, told you to do. Just do what he tells you. Even if there is opposition, keep your mind focused. Because what he may be asking you to do may not make sense to anybody else. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to you. But if you obey him, you'll get the result. Amen? You will. It says in Ezekiel chapter 37, again, this is going down, and I'm going to read verse 3 again. 
And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones. And say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. What is God doing? Why didn't God prophesy to the bones himself? You wondered about that? God is telling him, this is what I want you to say to the dry bones. But God is not speaking to the bones himself. He's asking him to speak to the bones. Tell them. I'm going to continue to read. He said to me again, prophesy to these bones and say to them, So what are you supposed to do? You have to speak. Say to the dry bones. Not look at the dry bones. Not stare at the dry bones. Or your mountain. Speak to the dry bones. Is that not what he says? Speak to it. Don't stare at them. Don't laugh at them. Speak. Every dry bone has ears to hear. Why would you be talking to something that can't listen? Every problem, I said it last week, Wednesday, every problem has ears. They can hear according to the word of God. Let God be true and every man a liar. When God tells you to speak to a tree, speak to it. If God is telling you to speak to something, he is in a, in a back end way telling you that thing has ears to hear you. Speak it. Amen. Every problem has ears to hear. And if you have heard from God and God is asking you through the word of prophecy to speak to it, it listen to you. Because you heard from him, you have authority to speak and to listen and obey. So you can change your world through the words of prophecy that God has given to you. If it, what's happening and you find what you find in the valley of dry bone contradicts the word, prophesy to it. Right? Prophesy to it. Tell that thing what God says. That's what he said to do. He said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, Oh, dry bones. You already know it's dry bones, so tell them. Call it what it is. Call it by name. If it's dry bones, let it know that you know it's dry bones. If your children are going crazy, then say, You children going crazy, I prophesy to you from the word of God. You've examined the problem. You know what the problem is. And God has given you a word of prophecy. When it comes from God's mouth to be fulfilled, it's a word of prophecy. So speak the word, even though God spoke it to him. It's when he says it from his mouth that it becomes a word of prophecy. Right? According to the scriptures we just read. God said when you speak to that thing, you are actually prophesying. Is it not what he says? Say, God says, prophesy to the dry bones. Say to them, 
God said, so every time you speak from God's word to a problem, guess what you're doing? You're prophesying to it. And the word of God will never fall to the ground. Can never fall to the ground. You know, you got to make up your mind. I've got to believe God and I'm going to act on it. It's ninth. If you're sick in the body after us, come over here. We'll pray for you and God will heal you. I really believe that. We're not serving a dead God. <laughs> we are serving a risen Christ who is touched with the troubles that we are going through. Our infirmities bother him. Because he was a man. He knows what it means to feel pain as a man. He knows the pressure of troubles coming. He knows the pain of being in prison. He knows the pain of being cursed out. He knows. He's experienced it. He says he was tempted on all sides. So he understands. So he is a faithful high priest. Amen? Faithful high priest who takes care of his own. Just like Moses was faithful in the house. of his, in the house, He was really faithful. If Moses was faithful in serving God's people and Moses was a type of Jesus, Jesus is even more faithful. Amen? Take care of his people. God says, prophesy to the dry bones. Say, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God to these bones. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. Cover you with skin and, and put be, uh, breath in you and you shall live. Notice how he's telling exactly what he wants done. Right? <laughs> That's what God speak to it. Exactly what you want. But now God was telling him, I want you to do this. Speak to it. He says, you shall live. No doubt about it. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Amen. That's the key. Prophesy as you were commanded. That's the only time you will get the result. Son Timothy, there's been prophecies over your life. I want you to wage a good warfare with the prophecy. How do you do that? You take the prophecies that have been spoken over your life and come against the opposition in your life. Especially when they oppose the prophecy that's come from God's word. You speak God's word to it. Amen? I obeyed and I prophesied as I was commanded. What does it mean prophesy? I just spoke what God said for me to say. That's what he did. But God has said a lot about you in this book, right? A lot about you. So we must obey what he told us. He said, I prophesied as I was commanded. 
And as I prophesied, as I was doing this, there was a noise. May God allow you to hear that noise as you prophesy in your situation in Jesus' name. There was a noise. As you obeyed what God asked him to do, to prophesy, there was a noise. And suddenly, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. He spoke because God commanded him to. And things began to happen. And he looked. So the third thing, third thing is to obey what God tells you to do. And there's a lot that we can speak to in our own lives. Prophesy to your spiritual life. If you think it's dying, speak to it. If you have fear, speak to it. Let that fear know that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. And let that thing know, I have no reason to be afraid of anything. If there is sickness, prophesy to it. Remind it, speak what God has spoken, let it come out of your mouth against it. By his stripes, I was healed. Whatever it is, you speak to it. Whatever the problem, you speak to it based on the word of God. That is why we must know what the word says. What are the prophecies that have been spoken concerning your life? When you believe them, they're like fire inside of you, you know. When you receive them, they're like, but it won't do you any good until you prophesy. Just speak it with your mouth. And like this next part that is so important, we have to understand is is, is so important because many times, and remember what we said, many times we pray and we speak and we don't see immediately what we expect. He spoke to the bones. I'm sure he was thinking after the bones all come together, it, it will be alive. But he was still dead. <laughs> he was still dead. And which many people will stop at that and say he's over. It's not working. I have done everything I know to do. I did what God told me to do. And it didn't work. Well, be still. Wait. God may still have further instruction. Amen. If he's not come alive... There's something more. God, what's going on? How come they're not alive yet? What's going on? And you will receive further instruction. Be patient. I said that last week. Let patience have a perfect way, a perfect work, 
so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Many times we are not patient. When God, is, when God begins to do something or God has started doing something, if it's not fast enough, it does, it's not as fast as McDonald's gives you your hamburger, you get mad and you run. And they complain. And God says, oh, I love you. We go around again for this wilderness till we get back here. Maybe you'll learn your lesson. But we must wait. Remember this. When you are in the Spirit, and the Spirit of God is there with you, God has promised never to leave you, nor forsake you. Even though you may not see the result immediately, the Spirit of God that will bring life into it is right there with you. He's not left you. And if you are patient and you stand still, you will hear further instruction from the Master. Amen. In verse 9 he says, And he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds of O breath. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. Again, very important. You prophesy as you are commanded. And breath came. Into them. And they lived. And stood upon their feet. An exceedingly great army. Whatever you do. Now when he's saying prophesy to the four winds. What is he talking about? He's talking to Holy Spirit. He is the breath of life. And I have said here before, when you have a vision and it's come from God, okay? God gave you a, a, a divine vision from heaven and you know this has come from God. But there's still no life to it. That is when to prophesy to the Holy Spirit. In other words, say to the Holy Spirit, breathe. And what I can see. What you can't see, you cannot have. When you can see it, it you see it, but there's no life. Tell the Holy Spirit to speak or breathe life into it. So that he'll come alive in the natural. That's what happened when Moses divided the Red Sea. Remember? God said, he said, he did what he was commanded. Stretch that rod out. And then the wind came. 
the spirit's wind that will give life to that miracle, to the dead thing. So, ask the spirit of God to come into it. If it's a vision, your children, whatever it is, the spirit of God has to breathe on it so that it's complete. And when the spirit is through, what you will have is a mighty army, a powerful work of God, completed in your life. Nobody can stand against it. Nobody can fight it. Because it's a great army. Amen? When God delivers it to you, you got a great army. Whatever it is, it was dead, but now alive, and it's looking great and powerful. Because the Holy Spirit gave breath to it. Amen? We must understand this. That this is a principle in God's word. That's why Jesus said, have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, I'm telling you the truth. That's what he's saying. I'm telling you the truth. If you prophesy to this mountain, amen? That's what he's saying. Just like he did with Ezekiel, right? Prophesy to the mountain the problem and refuse to go, uh, to allow unbelief. If you prophesy to it for it to be removed, it will be. But until you prophesy, the mountain remains. The bones remain dry and dead. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. God created us in his own image. And when you are born again, you carry the life of God. You are born of the Spirit of God. That's why Jesus said we will give account, every one of us, for the idle words you have to have spoken. God have mercy on us. I pray for God's mercy on my own life. Because those idle words are not idle. Especially when you have the life of God in you. They're not idle. And so what the enemy does is play on your mind and get you to be carnally minded so you don't receive the things of the Spirit. You move by your sense knowledge and you begin to speak sense knowledge things and your words will bear fruit. Your words will bear fruit. But when we speak the word of God, that is when it's prophecy. Amen? When we speak the word of God, what the word says, not the facts, but the truth. When the doctors talk to you, they give you the facts. But the, when the scriptures speak to you, they tell you the truth. The doctor tells you, you're going to die of this particular disease in your body. But the truth from the word of God, and they tell you the fact. They got all the machines to show to you that what they are telling you is real. But the truth of God's word says, by his stripes, I am healed. Then prophesy to your body with what God says. 
Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1. When God speaks to you and unveils himself to you, carries you through in his spirit to that place of pain and allows you to examine it. He'll let you know if you've made mistakes. Amen. Jesus was very clear with the man that was sick. Stayed by the pool for 38 years. He found him and told him, don't do it again. Don't sin again so the worst thing don't come upon you. He'll let you know when you get into his presence. In the presence of his spirit. And once that is corrected, then he gives you further instruction. Amen? And you can be delivered. So you can change your world by prophesying. Amen? You can change your world by prophesying. And what, what does that mean? Speaking what God says. God said to Ezekiel, prophesy. And then he told him what to say. And what to say, you can find here. And the scriptures cannot be broken. They will never return to God's void. We have to let it go. Amen? Stand up with me this evening. I will charge you, charge you just like Paul charged Timothy. You got prophecies over your life. The word of God says you will be above and not beneath. You will be head and not tail. We must believe that. And when situations come into our lives that make us feel like I can never be head, don't accept it. Don't accept it. Be spiritually minded. In other words, agree with the word. Against what you see in the natural. And that's what comes out of your mouth. That's what you prophesy. Speak to the situation. Find a place. Get your valley. Amen? Go to your valley. Be there with your Holy Spirit that is in your heart. And begin to speak what you believe God has said concerning you. The words of prophecy. Can you close your eyes tonight and see your situation? (laughs) And see if there's something in your life that needs to be fulfilled because it's not in line with God's word. Now that you discover it, find, search the scriptures and find that word of God that you can speak to it so that God can change your situation. The greatest tool of the enemy is discouragement. That's why God said to Joshua, be of a good courage. Don't ever get discouraged. Stay with your God. He will bring you to your promised land. Keep prophesying. Keep asking the Holy Spirit to breathe into that situation.
If you use children, see them. Prophesy what you want God, what you want them to be in life in God and speak to them the words of prophecy. Whatever it is, whatever you desire, speak to it. And let God be God. And He won't fail us. Because He is ever true. He said if we deny Him, He would not deny Himself. He remains faithful. Amen. Father God, I thank you tonight for your word, oh God. We do understand what you're saying. And we ask for grace to be obedient, to do what you have commanded so that we can live according to your word. Jesus, we receive the life that you brought from heaven as it is written. I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That is our portion. Say it with me. That is my portion. Abundant life is my portion. That means life free from sickness and disease. That means life free from want. That means life free from pains. They'll come, but God will always deliver you. Because He is faithful. Father, I speak your life upon your people tonight. Let the words burn in their spirit. Let it be as fire. As they come against the things that have come against their lives. I thank you for your faithfulness. You are ever faithful. You are so good. You are so true. We bow before your word. In obedience. In reverence God. Thank you Father. In Jesus name. And God's people said. Amen.